What's up guys? How we doing? Just got done with a Instagram live chat over with Robert Price. Uh, now Robert is a mentality coach over at Elite Minds and he's been doing his work over there for 20 years now and he works with golfers and soccer players and he's also worked with players who are going into the NFL draft and helping prep them for that. So yeah, he's got experience with all that. And we also talk about faith and the importance of having faith as an athlete and how that can help you. So without further ado, here's uh, my interview with Robert Price. Hope you guys enjoy. man good it's it's good to see you glad uh you know just you know thank thankful that you you know that you're coming on uh you know to share and uh you know help us uh during this time you know as well you know and share share your knowledge you know your words of wisdom you know <laughs> so yeah so how's everything going things are good man um mm-hmm. pretty eventful weekend but uh we we're here in Georgia, so we we had an opportunity mm-hmm. to actually get outside and do some things. So still a little early. People are a little cautious, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's different times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So hope, hoping for the best. Um, so yeah, just why don't we start out by you just you know saying a little bit about your background and 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 what you do over at Elite Minds. Sure. So. Um, Robert Price, I am the uh, now CEO and owner of Elite Minds LLC, um, and I do performance coaching, mental skills coaching, and I really have been doing this actually, uh, which is, gets a little crazy every time I think about it, but for now going on 20 years. So I've mm-hmm. uh, been at this game for a minute and just really been able to work with elite athletes literally in every every sport, every field. Mm-hmm. Um and just through that process, just continue to just find opportunities to just grow my business and um, really give myself an opportunity just to, you know, work uh, with guys like yourself, you know, and, and, and friends and family. But, but ultimately, my goal is to really just try to uh, get people to be able to perform consistently well uh, mm-hmm. over time so that that way they can just become great at what they do. Mm-hmm. 20 years. Wow. Yeah, yeah I know. two decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't so, have to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay, yeah, that works out perfectly. So it started in two thousand. Now we're in twenty twenty. Easy way to keep yeah. track, right? Easy, um, easy, easy. Um, let's see here. What have you learned over those twenty years? What What have you gained? What 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 knowledge have you? And, and experience uh, through running, you know, you know, with Elite Minds, uh, have, have you, you know, experienced over this time? Sure. I mean, really what I've learned, um, every, every business and every life in, in general has cycles, right? You, mm-hmm. You're learning, you're learning, maybe then you're, you're thriving. But literally what I've recently learned um, about a year and a half ago, about a, about a year ago, I, I started this uh, quest literally on trying to um, create a, a mental playbook, but, but an opportunity for me to give services to people uh, without it being a, a one-on-one because I re- recognize that, you know, as a, 
as a therapist, you only have but so many hours, one-on-one hours a week. And so mm-hmm. um, I kept trying to figure out ways to kind of maximize that. And so literally what I ended up doing was just, uh, I call it just learning from the new school and mm-hmm. uh, started embarking on different opportunities to like create a product and to create opportunities for people uh, to kind of learn these skills that I teach uh, in, in a more virtual way or, or even a course oriented way. So, um, you know, so one of the things that I've learned literally by just having this business for over 20 years now is just, you have to be willing to evolve and grow mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and, and even when you're, when you're not, when you feel like you're stagnant a little bit, um, you know, you have to seek out mentors or seek out, you know, I, I call it hanging out with people who are doing a little bit better than you. So that way you can really start gaining some wisdom. And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, what I've learned over, over the course of all that time really is that in order to thrive, you, you have to put yourself in positions with people who are doing a little bit better than you or even a lot better than you. And just taking that wisdom and that mentorship um, and never being afraid to tell people what it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, the ability to adapt and, and adaptability is a really uh, good, you know, principle to like, that I, that I try to follow as well, you know, because it's like, especially during the time, the last 20 years, things have changed a lot. I'm sure, you know, the internet, all that stuff, you know, like, this wow. right here. Yeah. Instagram yeah. Web, live. yeah, we're live. Exactly. Great. Exactly. And, you know, I'm going to clip this audio as well. So I can save it on my <laughs> podcast. So if if you're listening and not watching, you know, like, Robert has a nice white tie or a collared shirt on, you know, he's got the mic, you know, he's looking good even in quarantine. So (laughs) yeah. So, so yeah. Um, Yeah. So, okay. You know, this is a footballer's faith. So, you know, uh, you know, a lot of the followers here are uh, footballers, you know, AKA soccer players in America. And um, so was wondering what ways can us as footballers get better uh, in our sport through our, through our mindset and what what tools and like principles and like let, you can even give some practical examples that you sure. do um, to help us improve uh, our mentality, you know? Sure. So yeah, go ahead. Well, well, soccer in America, but football uh, everywhere mm-hmm. else. Right? Yeah. That's America for you. She's uh, <laughs> like, we're going to just be the only ones using measurement. For the entrance. Okay. We got to so, be different, so, you know? <laughs> yeah, got to be different. So what I always, whenever I work, especially with, a, with uh, on the pitch, right, you think about it as a team sport. Uh, and most coaches have their own philosophies on how they uh, want to do formations and, and sets and all those things. But the re- reality of it is, is, uh, one of the things, depending on your position specifically, but, but really for every player out there is to start figuring out really what is your expectation. You know, so I, I work with people on trying to get them to at least understand we got to come up with the right expectations so that way we can actually now go from there to see if where you want to get to, if you, wherever that greatness is for you, how are we going to get from where you are right now? you know, too great. And so oftentimes what we do is we miss steps. You know, I think that our expectations are super high. And what ends up happening is we feel like we can never quite get there. And so we lose uh, interest sometimes, or we feel like we're a failure 
um, in our journey. And so the one thing, you know, in every sport, but specifically on the pitch, I mean, think about how many times a mistake is had uh, mm -hmm. or a mistake is made. And so to, to have some reality around that and understand what that really is and then plan for when those failures start to happen, that's one of like kind of the first few things that uh, when I'm working with, a, with an athlete, uh, specifically what we do. Um, and then the other piece of that really is just, I, I try to uh, get them to understand that when you are out there playing, that there is a certain thing called our thoughts, right? Our thoughts drive mm -hmm. our emotions and our reactions. And oftentimes we're just thinking that our reactions are just because and our, and our emotions are uncontrollable. But the mind, the things that we think, uh, that's really what controls those emotions and reactions. I mean, we think thoughts to ourselves between 300 to 1,000 times a minute, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And so if, we're, if we can't find ways to control some of those, then we're going to have erratic emotions and reactions. And so, you know, my job really is to, to work with folks and get them to understand how to meet their expectations, but specifically getting them to understand that the things that you're thinking, we have some level of control over. So let's control that. So that way we can control the emotions and reactions you want to have out there on the pitch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a couple of great points there, you know, like you talked about like, you know, that, like that ultimate, you know, expectations that, that we have for each other, for ourselves, you know, as a player. And like, sometimes we, we, we can get lost in that, you know, we can lose interest, lose sight, because, you know, what our current reality, we're, we're not hitting it. So do you think during those times, like it's, we're losing sight of the ultimate vision, as in like, we, we, we're not reminding ourselves, we've lost that, that, the visual uh, of what the ultimate vision is, the ultimate expectations, and also like we 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 just can't see it in our minds anymore. Like we 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 just we're looking at the current situation and we're fixated on that current situation. Yeah, I think it goes both ways. I think when we don't have our goals uh, written down and discussed and really you know nailed in, that then we have a hard time you know aspiring to those things. So. Uh, and then in the moment, it's always about figuring out well, what can I do in this present moment um, to actually get myself moving toward whatever that ultimate goal is for myself. And so, I mean, it's just like anything, you know, especially with our faith involved, it's the mm -hmm. same process. It's the same understanding that I have to at minimum do some of the basic things, right? So what are those basics? And then from those basics, we can start to actually start growing again uh, in what it is that we need to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wow, those thoughts as well. You said three hundred to a thousand thoughts per minute, right? Yeah, and isn't that, crazy? that is that is crazy, you know, in my oh, yeah. mind. And so you talk about like controlling those thoughts or seeing those thoughts. Can can you go a little bit more into that? Sure. I, I call yeah. it more controlling the thoughts, meaning that you mm -hmm. know that you're going to think you know that you're going to think it's just natural. So, so for you in general, you can come up with, or you can be creative and actually say, these are the things that I want to think about. So the, 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 the spiritual parallel here is like literally uh, the reason that the, the Lord wants us to, to study his word, right? Is so that way the things that we think are of the word. Mm-hmm. 
So if we then study, you know, or write or tell ourselves what it is that we want to be thinking about, then that becomes ingrained in our mind and those become the go-to thoughts that we have. So when stress and pressure, uh, exciting moments come, uh, you already know what it is that you have already fed your brain, right? So that's part of that brain training. And the only way to do that is to to deliberately and intentionally take the energy and effort to, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that helps with meditation, right? Sometimes as well as like, oh, yeah. so the 300 to 1000 thoughts, a, a buddy told me about this. It's like, you take a snow globe, right? And when you shake it up, you have all the snowflakes going, just, just relax. And it, you know, it's going to come down eventually, you know, but if you're thinking about this one, you're thinking about the other one, you just keep shaking it up, you know, it's just going to make it worse, you know, get, get, get relaxed, get that stillness, right? Get in with, you know, for me, it's breathing and prayer, you know, and, and getting still in, in, in the word um, that keeps me focused, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a thousand thoughts per minute. Wow, interesting. <laughs> Especially um, in game. I mean, think about mm-hmm. when you're actually in a game, mm-hmm. you're, it's dependent, you know, you're constantly Think about all the things that you think about. You're thinking about the shape. You're thinking about moves from, especially in mm-hmm. your position, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're the, you know, I call it the backfield generation. Mm-hmm. You're taking everything in and you're constantly processing that information and that's happening real time quick. And mm-hmm. so to be able to parse out what's super important, what's really important, what actually mm-hmm. you want to focus on. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's called the, the clutter or, or the noise in our heads mm-hmm. and we want to make mm-hmm. that stuff super clear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah especially like in the especially like in the heat of the moment as a soccer player and, I, and me in particular I'm a goalkeeper so it's like it's a very individual like yes it's a team sport but there's a big individual component to it as well and like oh, yeah. and the things like where like players are telling you do this coaches are saying do this other thing fans are screaming at you do this do that when and then you know that what you did was right and they just didn't get a good view on it then they're blame you know all this stuff and then also the the margin of error has to be not like very slim very slim yeah um as a goalkeeper because you know you you know you know mistake it's a goal you know and games end one zero sometimes so (laughs) um so yeah Another thing that, you know, so like you got to be very mentally strong as, as, as a goalkeeper too, you know? So, um, what, what, any like, any, any examples or practical ways that a goalkeeper could use when they're feeling all like these, these mental stresses that are coming on, um, you know, like, like the example I was saying, Every like teammates, coaches, fans, agents, you know, sporting directors, all saying these things for you to do, and you feel frustrated in the moment because y- you don't know how to go about it. Any any advice for for that? Sure. I mean, the the, the main piece, really, I always say is what is the fundamental thing, right? So, what is the basic thing, the most basic thing that you actually need to be putting your attention on? Right. So what's the most task specific uh, Mm -hmm. thing that you have to be thinking about Uh, and and really um, 
expounding on that. Like that's going to help block out the noise. Um, and, and so that's actually the difference between somebody who's great and somebody who's just really good, I think, is the ability to um, lock in and focus uh, by blocking out those distractions uh, on that one thing that's most important at that given moment. Um, mm -hmm. And if, you know, if it's, if it's you as a goalie, uh, it's a breakaway, or if it's a goal kick, uh, or free kick, or indirect, or whatever those things may be, there's certain keys that you have to put your attention onto. Um, so that way you can actually lock in. And that's uh, when you're talking about meditation, that's one of the beautiful things about mindfulness when I teach that to, to athletes is really is really to be able to understand that I need to be able to bring my attention to a, to back to a particular task, very something very mm -hmm. specific. And, and so we have to be able to learn how to do that. It's not something I don't think that comes uh, supernaturally. I mean, you may be mm -hmm. able to do it up into a certain level, but I believe that the elite of the elite, it's something that they work on and practice intentionally and deliberately. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, that's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's impressive right there. Um, so let's go ahead and, and talk about faith for a little bit as well, right? So sure. what, what is your definition of faith? And um, how do you think that it, it, it can help players? Well, a definition of faith, that's a, we might be on here for longer than what we have. So <laughs> I'll come back. I'll, I'll weave that into to okay. how that can help us as a, as an athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, I think recognizing that your talents are, are blessings, mm -hmm. uh, that they're gifts, they're true gifts. Um, and then to recognize that after we acknowledge like, okay, me being really good at this particular sport is a blessing. I think that helps with the internal drive, that internal motivation, because you now know that you've been giving something that, and it's almost like you've been giving it, given it without, you didn't pay for it. You didn't mm -hmm. deserve it. You didn't get it. It's like, literally like what Christ has done for us. It's very similar. Mm -hmm. It's just a this is an unbelievable gift. It's undeserved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so many of us are, you know, if we're athletes, whatever level it is that you're in, you have that gift. But what we know as an athlete is that the gift is great, but we still need hard work, effort, you know, skills, acquirement, attitude, mm -hmm. you know, all those pieces, those are huge. And so there's this, it's a, it's an interplay, I believe, is that um, you, because you're always asking yourself, Am I, am I doing this using my gift for the glory of the Lord? And so I think when we start to have that question, that's a great space to be in. Mm -hmm. Because now you're actually able to live with your gift. I call it with open hands. Mm -hmm. uh, and that means that, you know, the more that you give of your gift, the more that he will pour into your hand. And so you'll start to kind of live and weed and, and kind of use your life, whether on the, you know, in your sport for his glory. Mm -hmm. So you'll start looking for opportunities to do that. Um, and that's, I think, like, super cool. The faith aspect, there's different ways to look at it, right? It's about your career trajectory. You know, at what point are you the pusher? And at what point are you allowing God to pull? 
Um, and so there, there's always that interplay. And I usually uh, say to our, my, my own kids, but I also say to my clients is like, okay, there's some, there's some things that we want to have in place. And what I, what I call that is, is that, you know, you have to have certain principles and those principles that they, they don't change. They're unswerving. Now there's always rules involved, right? And so those rules will change. I mean, that's just natural. Um, you know, one, one of the easy ones to always talk about is like speeding. We know that in all over the world, excessive speed is like not good, right? That's the principle, even on the Autobahn, like they have signs that say, hey, if you're speeding, just, just so you know. Mm -hmm. um, but wherever you live, the speed limit is a rule. So, so those change, but to be, you know, to have faith is to, I believe, just have this unswerving devotion towards the gift that you have been given and then using that for the glory. And I think we can do that. Uh, and, and that would, that in and of itself is a display of your faith. Um, you know, oftentimes, you know, my favorite story in the Bible really is a it's in Daniel, and, and it really talks about uh, those three guys, Abednego, Meshach, and, and Shadrach. And, you know, they have to go through and into the fire uh, because that is then where they meet Jesus, right? So for me, you know, that's faith. Like, that's some, like, oh, you want me to do what? Like, you know, you want me to go here, travel to this mm -hmm. country, uh, go on this trial, um, you know, do, do all these different things. But um, I think if you do that with the, you know, with the right heart space, then um, you, you're going to be in a good space. So, so that's, that, those are some, you know, some pieces. I mean, faith in and of itself is so deep. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it, it varies for people and their, where they are in their own walk. But, mm -hmm. but I believe that, you know, the true faith is that God has given you a gift. Mm -hmm. uh, not only of your talents, but uh, of his salvation. So mm -hmm. if you kind of just walk towards that, uh, that that's going to allow you to, to start being able to answer whatever questions it is that you have about your own career and your playing mm -hmm. skills and, and whatever else you have going on. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Great stuff there. You know, you know, you talked about the gifts, right? Like these talents that were given, you know, these gifts and like, you know, these were like our life in general is is an undeserved gift from God, you know? So like that in it of itself shows, you know, like the love that God has for us. You know, we, we were, we were, we were made as sinners and, you know, he forgave us. So, but like now when we talk about like our gifts, even in our life, right? Like, like when, when some people lose motivation to go after what they're, their true potential is in life or their gifts, right? In a way, it could be like, I, in, my, in my opinion, it's like, if you don't, if, if, if fear causes you to not go after what you want in life, that, that could be selfish in a way because it's, 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 your gift is not necessarily for, it, it isn't for yourself. It's for other people. Right. It's, it's and, and, that is why God gave you the, those gifts. Just like, you know, you coming on here, just like me trying to uh, pursue uh, my, my next uh, moves in, 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 in my career for football, you know, like 
these gifts that we have is not necess- is not for us. It's for other people to be impacted, to be inspired by it, you know, and yeah. so that, you know, they can see, uh, you know, the power of God, as well as, you know, the principles that, you know, that we live by, you know, whether that's, you know, perseverance, endurance, faith, all that stuff. So, you know, fear is tough. Fear is oh, really yeah. tough because we all experience it, right? That's the thing. We're human. That, that, that's what makes us so tough is because we, we experience fear. We experience doubt, you know, especially like when you're going through, you know, some, some speed bumps, some, 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 you know, sometimes you're in the, you're, you're in the road and it looks like it's a dead end, but it's not really a dead end, right? It's just God, you know, you know, directing your path in a different way, you know, like one verse that I, that I really hold close to is, is Proverbs 3, 5, uh, trust mm-hmm. in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So it's like, we, we as humans can get fixated with our own paths, our own human minds, but, but God's plans, God, God's, God's plan for us, you know, is, is much greater than, than what we can even conceive with our human minds, you know? So, yeah, I, and uh, that's, that's just, you know, some principles, some, some things, you know, that I believe in. Um, and I think this is, you know, this, this goes back to what you were talking about as well, the internal drive, you know, and like, um, yeah, I wanted to also ask you about like, this, this power within us that, that you know, some mm-hmm. of the elites have, right? And sure. like, and like, how a lot of us actually have this, this power within us that, you know, we just are trying, like some, the elites have, have figured it out. They've unlocked it. You know, they, they, they know their purpose, you know, they, they know what they've been called to do. They've, they've, they've shown their gifts, you you know, to the world and, 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 and things like that. So what about, you know, also, you know, these people, you know, they have the power within them, right? This power within them, but, you know, fear and, uh, you know, doubt kind of, you know, kind of closes down that power and, 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 and they're unable to unlock it yet. Right. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what, um, what would you encourage people to do in order to unlock or at least start to unlock that, that, that lock, you know, so that they, they, they can, you know, show this power that is, that dwells within them, you know? Sure. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the the I'll give you an acronym that I've heard somewhere along the way, uh, but I use it now. It's one of those things. Probably back whenever it was, I gave somebody credit for it. Uh, but but reality is like the acronym of fear, right? It's false evidence mm-hmm. appearing real, mm-hmm. right? So we so what we need to do is when we when we're trying to unlock who we are and what we're trying to accomplish is recognize that. What is the true evidence, not the false evidence? What's the true evidence that I'm seeing? And sometimes what we need is a third party. And I say that all the time. So because we can't always see it. Um, And that goes back to that story that I shared with you earlier about 
I mean, those three friends going into yeah. the fire, like, you know, like, you going? Yeah. Nah, I, I don't want to go. That's faith. Yeah, that is faith, yeah. Um, so you wow. need to have that. And I think you can mm. grow. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why it's so important to have it within community, right? So we, we oftentimes need that third party uh, supporter. And I often mm-hmm. say, you know, sometimes when we think about it is that those who are closest to us sometimes hinder us from breaking through. And so we have to be just mindful of that. That's not because the people around you or the closest to you don't love you. They actually do mm-hmm. love you, but they are also operating out of fear uh, mm-hmm. sometimes or, or a sense of uh, wanting to protect you. And, and mm-hmm. so sometimes when we have to make these big leaps and decisions and choices, uh, that flies in the face of, of, of that. And that's what faith comes, right? It's like, okay, it, it looks like this is the way this seems the easiest approach, but I have to have faith that God's got me. And the only way that I can even test myself is to go out and do it. And, mm-hmm. and so that those are some things I think to unlock people to really start getting them to think a little bit more about just what they have in store or, or, or recognize the power that they have within to be great. Uh, I think that's where, where this, what my job is all about. It's really about helping mm-hmm. people unlock that and, and really getting them to see it. Uh, so just a, kind of really a systematic approach, a very intentional mm-hmm. and deliberate way of, of making people uh, going from just, I call it maximizing the minimum to actually being great. But you have to, you know, we have to put in the work to do that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, you talked about, uh, let's see here. Um, darn, I'm having a, a mental fog right now. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like, oh, um, mistakes, mistakes. Yeah. So like in, in a, in a, in a culture, you know, to, you know, today in today's society, like, like even in the school systems, when you're growing up, like, you know, you're made fun of when you, you know, you, you, you make a mistake, you know, here and there. How do we encourage people to be okay with making mistakes and also know that it's, it's good to make mistakes because you're going, you're learning more, right? Absolutely. Like, how, how, like what, like this comes from the belief system as well. And, and like training your mind that, that like, okay, I, yeah, I made a mistake, but I'm going to learn more, more from this than, you know, I'll give an example. Like, there's, uh, it was, there's an English foot, there's an English uh, Premier League game uh, with, uh, this was a number of years ago. Um, ben Foster was playing again. It was, uh, I forgot the two teams. Watford was one team, and I forgot the other team who they were playing, but both goalkeepers of the opposing teams were, were competing for the England number one spot, right? Okay. And, and, the this one goalkeeper he kicks he kicks a he kicks like there's a free kick in his own like half and there was, it was a really windy day and it bounced over and sc- he scored on the other goalkeeper in a primary Premier League game right, right. and so the, the guy who told me this story he was the backup goalkeeper of the guy who got scored he was on the bench watching that day right so like that's a horrific you know error that even at like the youth levels like coach parents and players and that's you know let alone this you know where so and 
he tells a story and says, got that. Oh, we're back. <laughs> um, he he That's all good. He says that when they get into the locker room after the game, the backup goalkeeper was like, you know, he didn't know what to say to, you know, the guy who just, you know, got scored on by a howler and says like, uh, it was a tough one, right? Tough, you know, just tough, you know, tough luck. And then he's like, and he laughed. The, the, the starter just laughed. I was like, yeah, it's okay. And he, and he went on his phone and was just like playing some video games and started laughing it off. Like, that, you know, like he was already on to the next, like he knows that mistakes. He admitted, he's like, I know that this mistake will, will make me better, you know? So yeah, that was just a, an example of, uh, you know, one one that I you know just remembered right now, but um, yeah, how do we train in this way where it's like that we could be okay with that when when you do make a mistake and like ninety eight percent I I mean I don't even know the numbers but I feel like a lot of people are like you know gonna say negative things you know but yeah yeah I mean you know part of mistakes or or mis you know when we when we mess up. Uh, a lot of times I think we're looking for perfection and this is where mm -hmm. recognizing having faith uh, mm -hmm. comes in, right? We, we know that we cannot be perfect. Mm -hmm. so if, we, if we start with that premise that we cannot be perfect, then what we can simply say is, can I live up to the 99%? So that's already mm -hmm. giving us an understanding that there's going to be something that will happen that is it's just it is what it's going to be um and when people work with me one of the things that i, I typically hear them say is, you know over time is this is that um man we talk about failure quite a bit and, and and so what i try to get people to have is a failure game plan so when a mistake happens then what do mm -hmm. we do so that mm -hmm. way what ends up happening from the mental side of that is when the mistake actually occurs it's not a surprise and it's not mm -hmm. something that is unknown to you. You have, you are, and you already now have a plan for it. You see, when mm -hmm. we talk about what compounds a mistake is when we don't have a plan for it, when mm -hmm. we just allow it to just, oh my goodness, mm -hmm. what happened? It just showed up, and then once it just shows up like that, then we're then we're mm -hmm. in our heads, right? That's the word mm -hmm. a lot of guys say. So we can't quite shake it. We can't quite. Um, you know, move forward because we're constantly thinking about the mistake that happened versus I knew a mistake was going to happen. I couldn't wait for it to happen because I have a plan in place for when it does. And so mm -hmm. when you have those plans in place, those failure plans, in essence, uh, I mean, as an athlete, you, if, <laughs> I always say the, especially my professional athletes, they definitely do not want, they hate the first one or two sessions is because we're talking about failure. And no athlete at that level wants to talk about it uh, because they have their own thoughts about it. So, but the reality is mm -hmm. if we don't have a plan for it, then we're not going to be able to move past it very quickly in the moment. So that way we can actually grow from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I thought was also like, so there's, there's a parable in the Bible where Jesus, um, well, oh, there's, there's this woman, right? She's a, she's a prostitute. She's seen as a prostitute. Yeah. And, you know, they want to, you know, the Gentiles want to stone her. And then Jesus, you know, Jesus, they, they tell him, why, why don't you do that as well? And then they, Jesus says, he who is without sin, throw the first stone. Yeah. Right. 
and no one no like <laughs> you know like <laughs> you know and um genius right there you know i mean that's just jesus right there and yeah. um then he tells the woman go and sin no more right which is like impossible right because she leaves right but the thing is is like we're she's still human you know and yeah. we're human and it's like okay this is the standard that we see jesus at and this is his standard perfection right and he but the thing another quality of jesus is, is that like he has this unconditional love and an unconditional forgiveness for us as well right so it's like okay how can we be more like like looking at these two things right the have this perfection like we we try to aim for this perfection but in the story it's like it's it's impossible we're human but at the same time also have this unconditional love you know this this forgiveness because sometimes we set the bar so high for ourselves as athletes or even as you know whatever you are whatever walk of life you're in um right. and and your goals yet it's it's like we beat ourselves up over not reaching this such high standard you know um so yeah any any what are your thoughts on that about like okay how can we you know understand like okay yes we have this goal that we know like yeah we're we're trying to reach perfection which is impossible but how can we not like how can we forgive ourselves too you know have this unconditional love you know this unconditional love for ourselves too you know right absolutely yeah so so i mean that's I think I think oftentimes I mean that's what makes athletes really good at what they do, right? We we're constantly looking to improve uh, because we we and that's what's so funny is you always hear that in every athlete they say that like oh I'm always I can always get better. I'm like, yes, you can. So why why are you? It's a constant. It's a, it's it's lifelong mm -hmm. getting better, right? Mm -hmm. So why are we fixated on perfection? Because mm -hmm. what is that like? If you if you ever achieve it, aren't you then saying, "Oh, I can do a little bit better than perfect anyway"? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just it's a language thing. I think sometimes getting people to understand, mm -hmm. like um, that you, you're what you're. It's part of those expectations, right? So we have to make sure that those expectations are are right on board. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just you know, like Jesus was letting her know, like sin no more. I mean. Uh, do your best to sin less, you know, <laughs> so he knows, and mm -hmm. I will share this with people, you know, in general, who, who make that decision to follow Christ is like, you're not going to be sinless, but he is asking you to sin less. Um, mm -hmm. It's the same looking word, but the outcome looks a little bit different. So um, I think that's important for people to recognize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, so, you know, these, these stand like Jesus, Jesus is the only one that was perfect. So like, how do we live? Like, like we, we also talk about like our fullest potential, right? Because we're human, we, 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 we can't be perfect, but we can always strive to get better. Like you were just saying, but how do we know where our fullest potential is and will we ever know? 
And no, yeah. I, I think we never quite realized what that is. Um, because if you, it's, I, I call it as soon as you do, then you're probably no longer here on this earth because the reality mm -hmm. of it is, is that we can always improve and get better at our craft. Mm -hmm. um, and so if we don't want to do that, then maybe that we, we should try another craft, you know, but, mm -hmm. but the reality of it is we should always constantly be improving and that doesn't go against what being content is but it just simply mm -hmm. means that we have to be content in the desire to want to continue to improve mm -hmm. uh, especially from an athletic standpoint mm -hmm. definitely so, yeah definitely um so talk about like we've, we've talked about like our expectations right and like our ultimate vision and things like that so do you think that, like, when we lose sight of this, like, is that what makes us frustrated in the moment as well as, like, how to, like, what would you recommend to to players, athletes, footballers, anyone who's, who's even watching it, you know, like, how do we, like, what would you, what advice would you give to keep our, our ultimate vision on something greater than ourselves? Yeah, that's um, that's that's where those twenty years come in, right? So, the I think it's it's recognizing that when we are focused only on ourselves, that our focus is off Christ. So you know, at the end of the day, again, if we're doing whatever it is that we're doing to glorify Him. And as soon as we take our, it's like we, we take our eye off of that and bring it back to ourselves, then that's, that's, that's going to let us know that we're, we're not on task, if you will, for mm -hmm. what we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. um, and and when, we're, when we're doing that, then we have to start asking ourselves, I would say a very practical way to kind of break out of that selfishness is to serve some, serve in whatever mm -hmm. capacity that you can serve in your game, in your sport, during that moment. Um, so that way you can break free of that uh, internal, that selfish uh, mm -hmm. outlook. So in every sport, you have an opportunity to serve somebody else, to help someone else might be another word mm -hmm. that people would use. So uh, even in an individual sport. So mm -hmm. you have to figure out what that is when you start to feel like, man, this is, I'm, it's all about me right now. Mm -hmm. So I got to go and figure out how to make this more about him. And so mm -hmm. we do that by, by serving other people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you talked about like, so the serving other people, helping other people out. And it's like, you know, the more you give, you know, you, you will also receive, you know, it's like, but not out of selfish ambitions. You know, there's, there's that, you know, one, one that I, you know, like one verse, another verse that I like to keep, you know, ingrained is is you know ask and you shall receive shall receive seek and you shall find knock and the door will be open to you right because this this exemplifies perseverance you know like it's also it's also the the, the a similar story where you know a man in, in in the bible was 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 trying to get some bread right i, I don't know if it was a man or a woman i, I, I but you know, at the house, they, they did it. They say, Hey, go away. You know, no one's home. But the, the man just kept knocking, just kept yeah. knocking, kept knocking, did not go away. 
and they got right. so tired. They got so tired of him. This guy knocking. He's like, just give it to him. So he leaves. You know, and this is like, you know, this is the, the perseverance. You know, and 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 in sports, you know, like that's important because you know, like a lot of times, you know, you can get discouraged.、Uh, a lot of times, you can. Be doubtful, fearful. You know, not to ask, not you know to to keep going.、Um, but I also believe this is also you know with our within our spiritual within our spiritual journeys as well. You know, because we we're gonna have some doubts as well. It's like okay, like you know, like is God you know is God like is God really here? You know, during like this time, you know, like when why why is God Where is God when all this, you know, these bad things are going on in the world? How is that possible? You know, so it's the same thing. It's like keep having that, keep having a perseverance mindset, and keep seeking for the Lord, right? Keep keep talking to the Lord because He hears you. You know, like,、um, you know, so like by not giving up on that, and、uh, yeah, and then also you talked about like the, the community. Like so, serving others, but also I remember you, you also talk about growing within the community, right? As in, like having like a third a third party, you know, someone to check you, you know,、uh, and having kind of like even like a power group, you know, whether that's a, a number of people, because like you can all grow together. Also, another thing that you know I've learned is that like we all have blind spots, right? That、oh, yeah. like like we have weaknesses that we cannot see. We have strengths that. Other people, our closest, you know, you know, brothers and 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 friends, see that we have, but we don't see it ourselves, you know. So having those people to help us and 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 and, and let us know these things. And another thing that I that I thought of is that like these blind spots. Yes, you know these these people within the you know that are close to us can see and help us, but they have blind spots as well. So you can help them out as well, but all in all, the one who has no blind spots is God. And、yeah. on top of it, God sees every blind spot, like even the blind spots you're the closest person in your entire life cannot see. You know,、Absolutely. like this. There's a verse in the Bible that talks about how He knows every strand on your hair. You know.、Yeah. He's he's he knew you from before you were formed. He knows everything about you, so that gives gives me even like I I don't know what to think about that. Yeah, <laughs> because just, like it's a, it's a yeah, cool, it's a cool thing to know that、mm-hmm. uh, because you know so so when we're when that's why he asked us to to dig into what he's given to us.、Mm-hmm. The the Bible is a gift. Uh, mm-hmm. We can go there scientifically and historically、mm-hmm. and all those things for those、mm-hmm. people who want to ask those questions. But、uh, it's a gift for、mm-hmm. us. It's really here. It's it's an opportunity for you to hear from him.、Uh, mm-hmm. And so, if might as well take advantage of that and then listen to it as best as we can. And there's so many different varieties and versions. I mean, I can find anything for you. So,、um, and that's what's crazy. He reveals himself to us. All the time, but definitely in that book is is a revelation of who he is, how he is, what he thinks,、um, and, and so how he moves. It's so it's just an opportunity for us to really dig in because 
that 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 gives us a little that gives us the hope that we need. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and you know another another verse that you know that helps as well for me at least and 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 it's it's a really interesting one. It's it's you know it says you know do you know that in a race that all runners run but <laughs> but only one wins the prize. That's right. Run run in such a way to get the prize, right? That's right. So it's kind of incredible to think because this is, you know, the word of God saying, don't get second place, win, run to win the prize, right? And so, yes, you know, we could, we could say, you know, this is about our sport, you know, but I, I really think, you know, it's, it's also about our spiritual journey too, you know, that like, like, we're not here to just dabble, you know what I'm saying? Like, like. The word of the word says, "Run in such a way to get the prize." Sure. So, yeah, I think I think you know when people talk about you know like maybe Christians are are soft or things like that, but like I think this you know sets us apart as well, as in like you know like we are you know. We, our mindset is like we're thinking of something that's, you know, we, we are in Christ, which is, you know, a, a little bit different, you know. Um, but yeah, man, like it's uh, it's it's been a few things that, that, that has been on my mind. A few of those 1000 thoughts per minute. <laughs> but um, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I've always I've, I've always kind of like like I like that verse because like. I don't know. It, it really, it's really cool to see it talk about, you know, a race and, and runners and, and, and like in that. So, yeah, so there's tons of uh, sport references in the, mm-hmm. in the Bible. Man. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that verse definitely stands out. Um, but because again, it does speak to as an athlete for, and as we're, you know, there's lots of metaphors to it, but realistically, even as an athlete, if you're not running the race, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. well, then why run the race, right? And it, it speaks to the process of your sport specifically, but also how you're pursuing him. And so, you know, and then having, getting other people to pursue him. So it's 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 one of those uh, verses that definitely has mm-hmm. like a three, four strand process to it. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. nice and interesting in that. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, you know, I think, like, if you're not going for, like, you might as well go for it, right? Like, come on, man. What what else you got to do? What else? What that's else right. do we got to do here? You know, in this life, I think that's that, that that's another thing. Like, I, I I try to remind myself. It's like, huh? What 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 else am I gonna do in this life? Right. You know, might as well go for it, and 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 go for that prize. You know, and for the glory. You know, for God. Actually, you know. Um, yeah, because, like, that's another thing, like, as in, like, athletes, um, sometimes we can, like, our egos can kind of get in the way, you know? Like, we build all this confidence, and um, I would say even for me, you know, like, I I would want certain results, uh, you know, to, to, you know, get on a higher level team, you know, play really good, you know, kind of for, kind of for my ego sometimes, you know? And like, 
how do we tame like what, what what advice would you would you give for like t like taming that ego because th that's another thing like i've i've been trying to i've been you know how i've tried to lower my ego is by saying okay this is not this is not for me you know this is for god and the impact for god um but in a, in 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 sports where ego can be easily inflated especially you know even as goalkeepers right like there's only one supposed to you know they they want a lot of confidence you know you know what what advice would you give for people trying to tame their ego as well as like they want to exude confidence right well there's a, the the unique thing I, I like using words i already gave you fear but ego really is all about easing god out mm -hmm. i like yeah yeah that's 100 so percent. that's what, that's wow. what happens so mm -hmm. even as an athlete you're supposed to be confident but not cocky so, but where does confidence come from? And confidence comes from four different places. So understanding that it comes from your past experiences, whether they're good or bad, those are experiences that helps bring and build confidence. It also comes from being, you know, physically fit or in shape, essentially, uh, you know, healthy is the right way to think about it, right? So when we're, mm -hmm. when we're healthy or when we feel good, you, you feel good, right? You're more confident mm -hmm. in your presentation. Uh, mm -hmm. A third place really co confidence comes from is looking at other people who I mentioned earlier who are doing just a little bit better than you and realizing it's like, if they're doing it, I can do it. It's that vicarious experience, right? And then that third, that fourth place really is because it comes from what we say to ourselves. That mm -hmm. motivation comes from us. And so our own thoughts about who we are, because at the end of the day, you can have as many people tell you how great you are. But if you personally mm -hmm. don't accept that and mm -hmm. believe that, too, you're the ultimate decider of mm -hmm. what you do with all of those thoughts. And so that goes back to how many times mm -hmm. we think a minute. And so we can just kind of make sure that the things that we're thinking are really about the glory or the gifts that we're receiving. How do I use these gifts for other people? That's not easing God out. That's putting him in. And so we have to be able to to just check that often. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's that's so true. That's so true, especially about the the belief system, right? As in, like, if everyone thinks you could do it, but if you yourself don't think you could do it, then then you can't. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just oh. like it's, it's just a wild process. Yeah. See that? Yeah. You figured yeah, out the uh, the. Uh... I did. I got, I got a little something going. You like it? Yeah, I like that. You got it. You rabbit. Sure people we... paying attention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. So that's I'm, good. At the end of the day, we're the ones that decide whether or not we'll take that information on, and that's why I think mm. you have to to book in your day, right? Essentially, and getting in the word, listening to what he has to say about yourself, but also what what it is that you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's how I. Try to try to educate folks and, and kind of keep mm -hmm. people um, with this the, the sports psychology concepts, but coaching them from that mental aspect because um, that's part of the process, right? To go through this to really get that champion mindset is so crucial. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. Well, um, looks like we're hitting about to hit the hour mark soon. So, 
if there's anything else you wanted to say, anything you wanted to promote, drop, any any more words of wisdom, although you've dropped a lot already. Um, but yeah. Well, um, the coolest thing you talked about learning is that um, I just relaunched my website. So, you know, sometimes people are like, website, what? No, but it's actually relaunched. It's pretty sweet. It's at www.elitemindsllc.com. Uh, if, if, if you're looking for an opportunity to complete a free assessment, there's an opportunity for you to do that there uh, and then kind of become part of the uh, mindset of a champion team. Uh, so I'll be doing that. I'll be having a webinar at the end of May. And you can find those details out too um, on my website as well. So uh, that's kind of the coolest, newest thing is that I'm dropping that, that just dropped that website, fresh content, mm -hmm. new stuff. Um, and I just continue to process and work, work as best as I can with whomever God puts in front of me. And so I know that he's doing a great job of filtering the right folks. So mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate the opportunity, oh, John, to be on here. Uh, footballers faith man that's what's up that's what mm -hmm. we talk about exactly exactly thank you so much for coming on you know i, I really appreciate you taking the time because you know i know i know you're a busy guy as well but like you know i'm glad you know you can come on and share you know your perspective on things right like as as a mental uh mentality coach uh as well as you know a man of faith and how this, you know, ties in with sports, but as well as, you know, in life too, you know? So like, I, I really do appreciate that. And um, yeah, just, uh, I hope, you know, you know, people who listen to this as well can, you know, grow from this experience as well from hearing you. Um, and, and yeah, so thank you so much, Robert. Appreciate you. Alrighty. Cheers, man. Alrighty. Take care. Thanks, guys and gals, for listening to my conversation with Robert. Uh, I really do appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, and if you took away any value from this episode, uh, please do share it. You know, maybe you have a friend who's a footballer of, of faith, right? And they want to grow and get better in, in those areas and, uh, please, you know, by all means, send this over to them. You know, it's, uh, uh, it's encouragement, you know, and uh, uh, to help them also thrive and, and grow. That's, that's what we do here at A Footballer's Faith. And if you could also leave a review on iTunes, uh, what, what you liked, maybe what can improve, all that stuff, you know, uh, the, more, the more ratings we get, and uh reviews we, we we start moving up in the in the podcast realm so other people could find this uh podcast you know so would really appreciate that and uh lastly i, I wanted to end every podcast with a word of encouragement from the bible so i'll end every podcast with a bible verse and today's is uh, it comes from Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All right, guys, take care. Go kill it.